Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 019. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, everyone has an influence in their lives. Hopefully, they are people who are leading us well, leaving a legacy of how to live well in this world that God so loved. So how can we make sure we're doing the same for those coming up after us? God gives us a wonderful example to follow in today's passage. Let's check it out. Behind every great man is certainly his mother. Somebody had run this idea of taking some of the great mothers of great men in history and thought, what would they have said as a kid? Mrs. Morse, Sam, would you stop tapping your fingers on the table? You're driving me absolutely nuts. Sam Morse is the inventor of the Morse code. Mrs. Lindbergh, Charlie, you can't do anything on your own, can you? Yes, he was the first one to fly solo across the Atlantic. Mrs. Washington, George just never had a head for money. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. A groan is as good as a laugh. I'm going to take it. And Mrs. Anderson, Neil has no more business taking flight lessons than the man on the moon. (laughs) Now, these all could be true statements. I don't know. And maybe these guys just worked really hard to prove them wrong, ultimately. But the fact is, moms, people around us have a great deal of influence over us, for good or for bad, especially with children. Because children, they're just information sponges. They just soak up the world, take in all they can, try and understand how it works, try and understand where their place is in it. Now that can be a scary thought, that they are watching us, they are learning from us. That could be certainly scary, almost like everyone down there in Sunday school right now is getting ready to come back up here and play Big Brother on us. But I want to think of it as something exciting. Because if they're watching us, you know what, that's a chance for us to make a difference in the world. Now who's up for making a little bit of a difference in the world today? I think that sounds like a pretty good thing. So let's find out how, out of our passage for today. This is Paul's second letter to Timothy. He opens up in the first ten verses. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, for whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers day and night, recalling your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift that God has given within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, But join me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of the Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Let's pray together. God, thank you for gifting us with your word. Help us to see ourselves in this relationship that that Paul had with Timothy. Amen. I want you to imagine that you got to have one more conversation with your child. Just one. And if you don't have children, imagine having one conversation with yourself as a teenager. What would you say? By the way, bet on the 2016 Cubs does not count. My guess is, a lot of the details would get left off the table. Wouldn't make the cut. If you had one more conversation with your son or daughter, I'm guessing clean your room or eat your peas is not going to make it into the conversation. The big things do. And this really counts whether you're a Christian or not. We each have our our versions of it. Love God. Show respect for other people. Believe in yourself. These are the kinds of things that if we were going to leave a legacy, one last chance to have a conversation with our kids, these are the kinds of things we would say. Well, Paul's boy Timothy has, fortunately, two ladies doing this very thing in his life. His grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice, who have been raising him up, who have been molding him into this man of great and sincere faith. And though Paul comes along kind of at the end of the story, if you will, and Paul kind of files away some of the rough edges, maybe does a little bit of detail molding to take Timothy from boy into pastor. He, does, he tips his hat to Lois and to Eunice for the work that they have done, for leaving a legacy, for continuing this legacy of faith one more generation in their grandson and son, Timothy. And then as Paul files those details away, Timothy goes on to leave a legacy for others as he takes on pastoring at the church at Ephesus. So what can we learn from these women, from Lois, from Eunice, so that we can leave a legacy of faith, so we can have a good influence on people? Well, the first comes out of verse 5. The first idea. I am reminded of your sincere faith, Paul says to Timothy. A faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. I am reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that is the real deal. A faith that is not one day a week or hypocritical. It's not a faith that puts on a mask. I heard a a story of a family that was having their pastor come over for dinner. And as they were getting ready, the pastor was kind of milling about. And he saw the post-it note on the fridge for the calendar. Today's date. He said, pastor's coming over for dinner. Dust the Bibles. Paul appreciates that Timothy's faith is not one that has to be dusted off when Paul shows up. I have another a pastor who is having a conversation with the family. And he compliments them and says how wonderful of a family they are. And how nice and all those accolades that we often go after. And one of the family members says, well, if you want to know what it's real, like you should come visit us when you're not here. Sincere, honest, genuine. That's the kind of faith... That Timothy is the legacy that's been left with Timothy. And the good thing about it is, genuine, sincere, does not mean perfect. Does not even require perfect. Because the fact is, you know, we never get it right this side of heaven. But it means we're not putting on a mask. We actually acknowledge those times when we get it wrong. When we blow it. Asking for forgiveness when we mess up or when we hurt somebody. Not getting defensive when somebody corrects us. 
allowing ourselves to grow from the teaching of somebody, even when it seems on the surface like that person would be deemed inferior. I think of the lessons that we can learn about our faith and really about life from kids, from children. These are just some of the traits of somebody who has sincere faith. Faith, certainly sincere faith, is more caught than taught. So if we want to pass on a legacy of faith, we need to show it to our kids, to our grandkids. You really intersperse those two together, and the idea makes sense. So here's just one example of how that can work out. Let's take the idea of teaching our kids about forgiveness. Certainly something worth passing on. Now I'm going to limit this down to just two different ways that we can do this, because there are probably a million, but it's all probably going to fall into these two ideas. The first one, here are 30 Bible verses for you to memorize about the idea of forgiveness. That's one way to teach about forgiveness. Or, when dad messes up, says, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Now, there is certainly value in teaching what scripture says about forgiveness or really about any topic. But when that is paired with the experience of learning forgiveness, learning love, learning grace in real life, it's a pair that, that makes what's in here stick makes the faith stick. So what else can we learn about how to leave this legacy of sincere faith? One of Paul's other words, boldness, as he says in verse 7, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice or of timidity, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Now, this isn't Billy Club faith. This isn't, I'm going to beat you over the head with my faith and make it stick that way. Because scars certainly leave a legacy. It's not pound somebody over the head with a Bible kind of faith. Take the topic in context out of verse 7. Context that says, we have a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline, of control. There's no need for being timid with one another when we're trying to influence those who are coming up behind us. Now, many of you had the chance a couple of months ago to meet my brother Gary, who I said at that party that he is really my superhero. He was one of the biggest influences I had as a teenager. He's 12 years older than me, so when I was in middle school, he was early 20s. And he taught me a lot in my head, certainly. But the thing that impacted me the most really was his demeanor. The fact that he would say as best he knew how, that he would show me as best he knew how. I believe this is what a man looks like, acts like. I believe this is the best way to teach it to you. And I love you enough to do it, to pass this on when nobody else is. And that sticks. That hangs on. A couple of years later, one of my good friends ended up going for the jugular when it came to teaching me about boldness. I was about 15 years later, and I was in the middle of seminary. I was interviewing for my internship spot. And I'm on the phone with the pastor, and I'm trying to be sincere about it. We're having a, a long conversation, because we're going to spend a year together in this, with this person under their tutelage. And I said, you know what? Boldness is certainly an issue for me. For many reasons, beyond the scope of this message. I said, you know what? I'm going to go in front of a bunch of people And the first thing in my head is, who's going to listen to this 28-year-old punk kid? And Edie, without missing a beat, just says, well, 
I'm 29 and I've pastored here for five years. Get over it. And I was glad I was sitting down. And I love Edie to death. And I learned so much from her and from her community. In my head, I'm going, well, that's how this is going to go. Okay. But she taught me to be bold. Because I wasn't working, and we aren't working out of trying to push some get awesome quick scheme by some two-bit hack. We are leaving a legacy that is created by a God of power. A God who has the power of salvation. That's big. We're not working out of our own power. So don't be ashamed of it. That's really how that, that verse starts out that I just started to quote. It's one of my favorites. Romans 1.16. Where Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Are there going to be challenges when we are trying to leave a legacy of faith? Absolutely. I'm sure there were for Paul as he's leading Timothy. I'm sure there was for Lois as she was leading Eunice, as they were leading Timothy. Are there times when we get frustrated about it? Absolutely. Are there times where we will wonder if our kids or our grandkids or the kids in our Sunday school classroom that we're meeting on the street are getting it? Absolutely. But again, we don't do this through our own power. We do this through the power of a God who saved us and who called us to a holy calling. That's not something that is on God's to-do list to save us, to call us with a holy calling. That is something that is on God's already done notebook. So this week... Live into that already done bit. Encourage somebody in the generation behind you to stay strong in the faith. Work on leaving that legacy just a little bit. Go be the Lois and the Eunice to somebody that you have influence over. Because they're paying attention. And you know what? You never know just how much that little bit might matter to the person on the other end of the conversation. Lord knows it certainly mattered to Timothy. And look where it ended him up. Thanks again for listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. On next week's episode, have you ever looked at an impossible task and thought there's no way I can pull this off? A Christian's walk can be filled with these kinds of moments, littered across our days, really by design. God can give us those moments not to break us, but to help us grow. How can these two ideas work out together? Find out next week on the Woodlane Worship Podcast.